It's February, and that means two things. It's Groundhog's Day, and it also means that 96% of people have already forgotten their New Year's resolutions, and they're about to live the same year over again. But not you, because for the month of February, my free gift to you is your golden ticket to a new year. With my Brave Vision Blast Off Workbook, you will gain clarity, which is the number one reason why most women quit. They don't know what to do. So find out what you're called to do, harness your energy, gain momentum, reach your goals this year, and experience a brand new year, not just another year. Don't leave your success to chance. Go to braveheartedwoman.com forward slash vision blast off to get your free download today or just click the link in the notes. You'll be so glad you did. Hey, beautiful women. This is Dawn Damon, the Braveheart Mentor, and you're listening to The Bravehearted Woman. This is a podcast designed to help you find your brave so you can live out your beautiful vision. I have been working with women for years, and now I want to help you too. I'm here to awaken the brave heart inside of you so you can ignite the flame of your vision, you can reach your goals, and achieve your dreams. Come on, let's get brave. Hey, you wonderful, brave-hearted women. I'm excited to be with you again today, and I want to help you get ready for the best year of your life, 2023. You know, many people have experienced a tough year this last year, but what, regardless of where you are and what's going on in your life, our dreams have to be bigger than our memories. So let's plan and prepare and believe that we're going to have a great year. And part of what we want to do is have an intentionality, not just leave it up to chance and hope that we're going to have a good year, but actually do some things that will ensure that our year is for sure better than last year and that we're making progress and moving forward in our life. So one of the things that I want to share with you is how to choose a word for the year. Maybe this is a new concept for you, and maybe you've done it before. I've been doing it for about six years now, and I find that it's really helpful. Sometimes it's just okay, but most of the time, I find that my word was very divinely orchestrated for me and that I definitely got a lot out of it. So let's dive into this a little bit. Why and what is this all about? Why choose a word? Well, what is choosing a word? Let's start with that. Choosing a word is kind of like choosing a theme for your life for the year. It's a word that is going to motivate you throughout your year. It's a word that you find that begins to develop for you a focus. It's like a North Star. It keeps you on track. And like I said, it keeps you in alignment and just kind of becomes somewhat of a theme for you throughout the year. You'll discover this as you do it. So why have a word for the year, which is the other question that we posed at the beginning. And why have a word for the year? Again, it brings intentionality to your life. It's like having an inspired GPS system with you, working for you and to bring you back on path when you stray or when you get distracted, even gorgeous distractions when they come. 
they still derail you. There's still distractions. And so if you get off focus, your word for the year brings intentionality to you and to your life. Why a word for the year? Well, it helps you to see how God is working, how the divine is working for you. Some of you may call it the universe or whatever, but we know it's God working in our lives. And so you'll start to see how you are being divinely guided and led when you have a word for the year. Two years ago, my word was trust. And I wondered when I got that word, I mean, I wasn't like super excited over that word because I had a thought or a sense that it might mean I would experience some difficult things that would cause me to trust God. And you know how we always just go to the negative, right? But in all honesty, they were amazing things, but they were life-changing things. I transitioned out of my career into another one. And there were times where I felt like Peter getting out of the boat. Like if I looked at it, I was like, oh, I'm sinking. But the reality is, is that the word trust, I kept coming back to it and saying, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm trusting your purpose. I'm trusting your process for my life. I'm trusting what's happening right now because I'm dedicated to you. And another reason why it's important to have a word for the year is that it helps you create the life that you want. You know, the first thing that we do in creating a beautiful life is to figure out and identify what specifically do I want from life? Where do I want to go? And we do that by creating intentions. Once we say, this is what I want, I say, okay, then I intend on, and I make those intentions based on where I want to go. If I say, I want to have the best year of my life, great, that's what I want. What am I going to do? Well, I intend on waking up early every morning to make sure I'm not chasing time, but I'm in control of my time. I intend on having the best year of my life. That means I'm going to be pushing myself. So here are my goals. Here are my daily habits. You see how it all kind of works together. So our intentions bring awareness to our life and to our actions. If my word for the year was focus, I say, I intend on having the best year of my life. That means I'm going to have focus. When I'm not focused and when I run into distractions, I'm going to know, you know what? I got to get back on track. My word for the year acts as a compass for me or as a true north for me. It helps me recalibrate and get back on focus, get back on focus. So yeah, your word for the year helps you get focused. It helps you determine your priorities it helps you guide you uh, in your decision making and your daily decisions, but overall in big decisions, it helps you put those big rocks in first so that you make sure you have room in your busy life for the things that are really critically important to you. Having a word for the year often will help guide you forward when you do lose momentum and it helps remind you of your goals and your priorities, your projects, your desires. So you can advance the ball or move the needle, make progress in any event. A word for the year can help you do that. And because you're going to keep your word for the year in front of you, you're not just doing this process just because it's fun and trendy. You're going to be keeping the word that you feel inspired for the year in front of you 
That means it's giving your brain a target. Your brain begins to draw to you the very things that you desire. You begin to see it. Your RAS, reticulating activating system, begins to work for you and filtering out the things that don't matter, but giving you hyper-focus to see and to understand the things that do matter and drawing them to you. And so there's a little neuroscience for you there. That's how the brain works. That's why goals matter. That's why writing down your dreams, your desires, and your vision matters. It doesn't make just a little bit of difference. It makes all the difference for you. So make sure that you write that down. Your word is your North Star for the year. Now, this process doesn't have to be difficult. It is a process. I want to share with you here and break it down for you. But for me, when I'm looking for my word for the year, I'm not trying to complicate it, but I do want it to be inspired. I don't want to just pull a word out of thin air and say, I choose this to be my word. In fact, I like it when the word actually chooses me and I can't get away from it and I see it coming and there it is again and God drops it in my spirit. There it is again, or it's on a poster or I'm listening to someone and they begin to speak that word over my life. So I do want it to be a divine process, never fails. When you take time and you ask for this direction, you ask God to begin to show you and reveal to you what he has for you, he'll drop a word into your spirit. So pay attention to the words that are coming to you. Pay attention to how the Lord might be speaking to you. Pay attention to the inspirations around you and let's start finding your word. Now, your word might be this year an action word. You might choose a verb. Some of those words could sound like this. Run, believe, dive, jump, launch, stand, rise, forgive. Those are verbs. Those are action words. And you might find them operating in your life over and over again this next year, if that's your word. In some words, they're traits that you want to have. This could be a describing word, an adjective, brave, fierce, fit, trusting, focused, courage, determined, disciplined. That's a fun word to get. (laughs) I was one of my words one year and it made all the difference in my life. But some words may call you into alignment, and they are calling you and asking you for special attention and focus. And these are nouns. It might be family, children, spouse, boss, friends, God, church. And then again, there are words that are feelings, and they may be something that you need to experience more of peace, joy, motivation, energy, confident, calm. So those are just a few words to prime you. So here's the steps. I want to give you four steps in finding your word for the year. Now, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to grab your journal. And you know, I believe in journals. You're a brave hearted woman. You know how it works around here. You got to have a journal. And I can't wait for my journal to come out. It will be this year in 2023. And it's going to be super exciting when it happens, but we're not there yet. So But you're going to grab your journal that you work in, hopefully, every day. I look at my journal every day. I pray with my journal. I read with my journal. I plan with my journal. I dream with my journal. And everything is found in my journal. I get my brains on paper 
so that I can release things. I don't carry it. I'm not burdened with it. And I also can refer back to it over and over again. Journal makes things happen. Trust me on that one. So I want us to get our journal. And here's the first step in finding your word for the year. I want you to review last year. I'm going to give you a few questions to prompt you in this, but you need to review last year. Reflect on all the things that happened for you as you remember them. Here's the first question to ask yourself. What did I love last year? Easy enough, right? What did you love? You know that that moment where you felt like you were in that sweet spot, you were just glowing, you felt excited, you felt that surge or that swell rise up and you said, this is what I'm created to do. I love this. You knew you tapped your passion. You said maybe something like, life just doesn't get any better than this. What were you doing? What did you love? What worked for you? What was easy? What was fulfilling? What was enjoyable about that moment? Think about that. What did you love last year? Take some time to think about that and reflect on that. And by the way, as you get ready to do this, I really hope that the space that you're doing in this in is conducive for this exercise. Maybe you have the lights dimmed a little bit and some soft music playing. The grandkids aren't over. You're not being pulled on by a bunch of different things. The phone's not ringing. You're not scrolling and texting and trying to do this at the same time. You deserve this moment. Say yes to you. Give yourself undistracted time here to do this process, okay? Please make sure that you move the clutter so that when your eyes fall, sometimes when I'm dreaming or thinking, my eyes will gaze up. And if they land in a beautiful space, it adds to the calm, beautiful, glorious moment. But if they land on clutter, it disrupts me. I'm thinking, ah, spider web, clutter, dirty dish, whatever it is. Kids were over. Grandkids didn't put the toys away. So make sure that your space is very calming. Okay. So what did I love last year? That was the first question that you're going to ask. And the second question that you're going to ask is, what did I not love? What did I lack last year? Where did I feel frustrated? Where did I say, this is not working. Nothing's working. I don't enjoy this. It's not fulfilling. What were you doing when you said, I never want to do this again? When you felt scattered, when you felt overcommitted, you felt stressed, or maybe you even you felt some anxiety and you said, I, I hate this. I don't want to do this. I'm I'm done. I remember the year I began to have those feelings more often than not. And I knew I said, God, I'm done. The season's coming to an end. And all the things that used to bring joy no longer do. And I made sure that it aligned with God's word and it was my season was done. Third question you're going to ask yourself, where do I want to grow? What do I want to learn? What do I want to know? What do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish? So where do, where might I say I want to stretch and I, I just, I want to grow. I want to develop. I want to become in this area. And the fourth question you're going to ask is, what was I missing last year? Or what did I need more of? Did I need more alone time, more Bible study? Did I need more girl time? Or maybe I needed more inspirational impact. There just wasn't enough. I don't feel like I helped enough people. I don't feel like I volunteered enough. I didn't use my gifts enough. Maybe 
I need more prayer. Maybe I need more exercising. Maybe I spun my wheels a lot and chased my tail and got nothing accomplished. And I need coaching. I need more deliberate intentionality. I need more coaching. I need to be living life on purpose, not accidentally. So maybe that, or maybe what was missing last year? What should I be doing less of? Did I over shop? Did I overeat? Did I oversleep? Did I overcommit? Did I overdrink? Did I say that one already? Did I overdo it on the TV watching? Did I make too many commitments? Did I say yes too many times and I missed out on the anointed word of no? I should have said no. Or maybe we're midlife women. Maybe you've gotten too comfortable and your yeses have all turned to no's. And maybe it's time to stop saying no and start saying yes to some things. Yes, I'll join that group. Yes, I'll commit to that Bible study. Or yes, I'll get in that health club. So think about your year last year, what I loved, what I didn't love, what I had too much of, what I didn't have enough of, where I want to grow, what I'm missing. And then I'd like you to think, this is number six, by the way, I'd like you to think about what are some character traits I'd like to add to my life? What do you want to cultivate? Is it excitement? Is it motivation? Do you want to cultivate being having a growth mindset? Do you want to cultivate patience? Or what is it that you want to, maybe you just feel like you're going through life kind of numb and kind of bored and you'd like to have more enthusiasm about your life. What are some character traits that you need? What did you observe about yourself last year? Where? What do you need to adjust? What do you need to improve? What do you need to change? Okay, so what are some character traits you'd like to add? And then number seven, finally, what feeling would you like more of? I love this question. What would you like to feel more often? What would you like to feel less of? I don't like the feeling of being overcommitted. I don't like the feeling of being stacked and packed where I have no interlude for me, no downtime, no, no introverted refuel time. I don't like the feeling of having every square inch of my life planned. I have a spontaneous side of me that just needs to be on the non-plan plan, but too much of that. And I feel underutilized, under-challenged, under-tapped. And I hate that. I hate being late and I hate wasting time and I hate not enough creative time. All these things that I figure out about myself, lo, these many years that I've been around now, I don't like doing things without excellence. I don't like doing things half-hearted. But at the same time, I also have a mantra that says done is better than perfect. So I got to just get it done. So we can always improve on what's done, but we can't improve on what doesn't exist. So just get it done. Okay, what about you? What, what did you love feeling last year? You love the feeling of your full cup because your family was around you or you were doing what you loved or you made an impact or you changed someone's life. You contributed in ways that were so powerful and you used your gift. Or maybe you say, I did not like a lot of the feeling that I had last year. I felt trapped or I felt like a failure. I felt disappointed in myself because I didn't commit and 
to me and I didn't invest in me and I didn't honor my date with me. And I just put myself on the low man on the totem pole. And now I'm overweight and I'm undernourished and I'm overstressed and I'm just, I'm not happy with me. I'm stuck. Okay. So let's get past that. Let me help you. By the way, I have a course that's starting and all the details can be found for you in the notes of this channel, this podcast, and this YouTube. Please take advantage of that. I'm going to help you get unstuck. I'm going to help you create a life that you deserve. You need to say that with me. I deserve, I am worthy of a good life. God wants me to have an abundant, joyful life. So all that is step one, okay? That's the first thing that you're going to do. You're going to reflect on last year, what you loved and what you didn't love, okay? And so when you're done with this step, by the way, you're going to see that Last year can be an amazing instructor for you. It is a wonderful teacher for you if you will listen to the lesson it wants to share with you. If you will learn from your teacher called Evaluated Experience Last Year. So there's no sense in repeating another year like last year if it was miserable. Find out why it was miserable. Find out why you didn't enjoy last year. But if it was wonderful and amazing, can you repeat it? What did you do that made it amazing? What happened for you that made you want to live that year again? So let's let last year be our instructor and let it guide us and reveal to us some very important information that we need. Okay. So don't get trapped in your own life. You can change. You're not a tree. You can change. Because guess what? In five years, you will arrive. Yes, you will. If the Lord doesn't take you home, in five years, you'll be there. Now, what we don't know is where is there? Where will you arrive? You will arrive at a place in life that you love, that you curated, that you said, this is what I planned for. And and now I, my my plan and my dreams are coming to fruition as God has given me favor. Or you may say, how did I get here? What happened to me? I am no different other than I have declined. I have slipped backwards. I've I've fallen off. I'm not, I'm disappointed in me. That's the feeling of regret. And I'm trying to save you from that. That's a whole nother episode on it on its own, but I'm trying to save you from that feeling of regret and lost time that you cannot get back. So the question is, where are you going to be in five years? Let's make it great. Number two, finding your word for the year. What do I want to focus on this year? This is the next thing you're going to begin to write in your journal. Where do I want to go? What do I want to accomplish? What do I want to do? And that's metaphorical and it's literal. Where do I want to go next year? What do I want to feel? Where do I want to travel? What is your destiny? What is it that you're supposed to be doing? What is your purpose? Are you an author? Are you a speaker? Are you to own your own business? Are you to get that degree, finish your education, get that master's, become an entrepreneur, join a health club? Are you to become a teacher? Teach Pilates, teach holy yoga. Uh, are you? What are you supposed to be doing with your life? Where do you want to go? So maybe it's focus. And again, 
What are the priorities or what are the big rocks that you want to make sure you're going to accomplish this year? As I'm doing this episode right now, I've just gotten a contract with my publisher. And so I already know what the next six months of my life are going to be dedicated to writing my next book, which I'm super excited about. But this time next year, I'll have a new book done. This time next year, where will you be? You can be one of two people. You can be the person who has results, or you can be the person with excuses. But you most likely won't be both. Because if you have results, you won't want to make an excuse. And if you just only have excuses, that probably means you didn't get any results. So where are you going to arrive? I want you to have a great year. So think about it. What do I want to focus on this year? Where do I want to go? Metaphorically and literally, what do I want to do? You've got to know that. You've got to think about that. Okay. I was coaching a woman once and we shared about this idea of planning life. And there were some goals that she had. And some of the goals that she had written down were going to require some effort, discipline, and hard work on her part. And that just seemed like a mountain that she couldn't scale. But we said, listen, you don't have to scale the whole mountain in one setting. You're going to take baby steps. You're going to incrementally move your way through this goal. And after a couple of weeks, she came in the office and just kind of plopped down and said, it's just so hard. I said, yes, it is hard. Yes. But you get to choose your hard. You can have hard now or you can have hard later. You get to do the hard stuff now so you can enjoy life later. So do you want to do the hard stuff and save money and not spend haphazardly and have a plan, which is hard to live by, but easy in the future when you have savings and retirement? Or do you want to do the easy thing now and spend your money and do whatever you want, have no plan, and find yourself in a place where you're really pretty miserable because you're just at the mercy of people, you know what I'm saying, enough said. So choose your heart. Learn to say no to the things that are going to delay you and stop you and interfere with your progress and say yes to the things that move you towards your goal. Okay. Then three, after you make your list and all these things that you want to do and where you go and what you're envisioning for yourself, you should start to see a theme and a theme has become available to you and it's in front of your face and your eyes. So as you look at that theme, I want you to start to make a list of words that correlate with your list of where you want to go. Make a list. Here's some words to think about as you you look at your words, see or your dreams and your goals and where you want to go. See what words begin to maybe pop up there. How about the word believe, restore, capable, trust, yes, brave. We love the word brave, intentional, focus, joy, flow, business, boldness, faithful, forgive, imagine, plan, leap, dream, conquer, fierce, action, patience, discipline, balance, health, calm, content, love, integrity, Nourish, strength, prepare. This is just a word, a list of words that might help 
stimulate and promote some thinking for you. By the way, if you're interested in my word starter list, you can email me at thebraveheartmentor.com. Forget the word the braveheartmentor.com and put word list for the year. I'd love to send it to you. So now number four, you're going to review that list that you've just made. And you're going to look at those words. You're going to say, how do those words make me feel? Which words jump out at me? Which ones excite you or make your spirit leap, as we say? Which words make you feel mm, dread or scared, like mm -mm, negative? Or which ones just kind of sit there and do nothing? They're just, you know, lackluster, apathetic, milk toast, don't do anything for you, strike them off the list. Which words scare you in a positive way? Which ones challenge you, provoke you, or stir you to action? Which ones motivate you or inspire you? Those are always the words that I want. Love those words. And, and as I'm doing this process with you right now, I have a couple words that are starting to jump. Remember those little jumping beans or they all lay there like popcorn pretty soon it's pop, pop. I've got a few words that are starting to pop off my list right now, and they're animated and they're inspired. Remember, I said I want this to be a spiritual experience, so I believe the Holy Spirit is starting to move these words to say, I'm going to do something in your life next year, Dawn, and you're going to need this word as a rudder, as a guide, and my Holy Spirit's going to use it in your life. So what words are going to push you out of your comfort zone this year? and help you grow and move. But maybe that's not what you need. Maybe last year was all about getting out of your comfort zone. And maybe this year you need to be stabilized. You know where you're at. So by January, you're going to choose a word, or like I said earlier, let the word choose you. It's the word you can't get away from. Don't pick the glamorous word, pick the one that's picking you. Okay. Say yes. And then once you decide on your word, Find a quote or a scripture that's going to anchor that word into. Remember, you're going to look at it often. Don't just choose a word and flip the page and never refer to it again in your journal. You're going to go back to it over and over again. All right. So now, once you've done that, you're all completed with this process, which some people take a couple of weeks to do this. Some do it in an afternoon. It always takes me a couple of weeks just to think through everything, evaluate everything, write it all down and come up with a list. And then I narrow it down usually to three words. And then I wait and see what happens. I've heard people switch up their words mid-January because they're saying, nope, I can see now that I meant to be with this word. But then I want you to ask this question. Are you casually interested in the word that you've chosen or are you earnestly committed to what it means for you? Because if you're only interested, chances are you're going to end up this time next year being that person who ends up with excuses, not results. But if you're earnestly committed to what this word represents and means for you in your life, you no doubt will end up being the person with amazing results. And that's what I want for you. That's what God wants, that you use your time on earth wisely and that your life counts. You are meant to count, my sister. So let that word be a guardrail for you. Let's reach your goals and dreams this year. I can help you. 
My name is Don Damon. I'm known as the Braveheart Mentor or the Vision Architect. Sometimes finding you is like an architectural dig where we got to go subterranean and find out what's going on. And sometimes it's like an architectural build where you are constructing based on what you know, the life you're meant to live. I can help you do both. I'm here for you. Let me hear from you again, braveheartmentor.com. That's what I have for you today. I hope it's helped you. And like always, I'm going to leave you just like this. All right, women, here we go. It is time for you to find your brave and live your vision. Thanks for hanging out with me today and becoming brave. If this has helped you, be sure to share it with someone and subscribe so you never have to miss another episode. For more about me, my books, my coaching, or online courses, visit DawnDamon.com. And as always, be brave and live your vision.